0: Welcome, everyone. So our uh, our senior pastors are in Europe. I'm not sure which country. which which England, England and Switzerland this time. Oh. Yeah, let's let's pray pray for them. Father God, Lord, we pray that you bless Pastor Lau and Pastor Da, and that you give them anointing to minister in your power that they won't just go be going by their own power but they will be be vessels of your holy spirit and bring your anointing to set people free yeah. to empower people and father we pray for the the churches the new church fellowships in those countries that you will bless them bless the leaders and protect their families father god bless their finances Bring to them resources, more people, Father God, with the right, the same heart, Father God, and the same vision, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that, that you will bless um, all nations in Europe, Father God, through our church. Use our church, Father God, to be a blessing, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you know that uh, this is a very exciting time? Very exciting time to be part of God's church. And I really thank God for allowing me personally to be a a part of this church family. And I know Pastor Lau has been teaching about God's grace and God's grace given to us uh, for a purpose. And it's God's grace that he has put you here in this family. And he's given you each and A measure of grace that he wants you to use to the fullest extent to bless the other people here. And as we do that, as we each do our part, then God's going to make the body strong. And he's going to use us to bless the world. As we know, you know, you just read the the headlines and the news. There's so many terrible things going on and, and so many problems in, in our nation and around the world. The world needs the sons of God to be manifest. We need to do our part. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Say, okay God what can I do here? Definitely the easiest thing to, the first thing we can do, and the thing we must do, is to love one another and serve one another in the church. And the, Jesus said that all men will know you are my disciples by doing that. Then we need to really listen to the Holy Spirit, what He wants us to do for those outside of the church, for our friends and for our our neighbors and our coworkers and our family members. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. So you come here, you get charged up, you get filled up, you get equipped and trained, and then we will go outside. I encourage you to look for a small group fellowship, a care group, that it can be your squadron, okay, your squad, like you're part of a army squad, and you stick with these guys and you guys work together and, and you know how to work together and you uh, go and capture the enemy territory, the, the, your commander Jesus will give you missions, send you on missions together. So this, this, that's very important to be part of a care group. To the young people, young people, you know, now is the time for you, not only when you go to school, you get trained for your future career, but when you are in the church or in the youth group, now is the time to prepare yourself so that when you, uh, you know, leave your parents' house, you can make your life count for the kingdom of God. You know, it's a great blessing and great opportunity to know god from a young age just like paul he told timothy you know hey you were really blessed your grandmother lois and eunice and your mother lois or one or the other <laughs> like they, but uh, both timothy timothy's grandmother and his mother were believers and he grew up in the in the church and god gave him a unique opportunity this is uh, it's your god's opportunity given to you You know, to be in the church, to learn and observe from good examples. Don't learn from bad examples. If I'm a bad example sometime, don't learn from me. Or just learn about the good aspects, the things that I do, and uh, God will use you. Today, I want to teach you uh, a, a parable of Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 25. Verse 1 through 13. But if before, before we look there, let's look at Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Revelation 22, 12. It's all the way in the back of the Bible. Probably like the last or second to the last page. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone According to what he has done. Who is speaking? Jesus. Jesus. He tells all of us, I'm coming soon. I'm coming to meet you again. I'm coming to see you face to face. And this message is to each and every one of us. Each person. God is speaking to us. One day... We will see him face to face. Whether he comes to us, he is returning, or something happens to us and, and we go to him. But no matter what, each of us will face Jesus again. And today, I w- I'm going to look at a parable of Jesus that tells us, hey, you need to be ready. Ready? Christians ought to be thinking all the time about the time when they're going to meet Jesus. They should be looking forward to it, should be always on their mind. And one of the ways that I can I that I think that we can tell whether we are a strong Christian or not is how we will respond when we meet Jesus. When he returns, will we be, be, we be like, oh, my goodness, Jesus is retur- returning, or I'm going to meet Jesus, or will we respond like, yes, yes, oh, Jesus, I can't wait, finally, I get to meet you. Hey. You know, we will respond in either one of two ways, I don't think people will be in between. Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are running out. Are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both you, us, and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. In Matthew 24, the preceding chapter, Jesus was telling his disciples what it will be like when he comes back. What will happen and what to, what to look for. But he also said that that day will come like a thief in the night. Does a thief come and ring the doorbell? Does a thief send you a notice like, hey, you have a dentist appointment this coming week, you know, at this time? No. The thief comes when nobody is expecting, and he comes quietly. Jesus said, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. In Matthew 25, he, Jesus tells three parables that explain how they should be ready. The first one, the one we are going to look at today, is the parable of the ten virgins. But he also gives the parab- tells the parable of the talents, and the parable of the sheep and the goats. And you can read those uh, on, by yourself when you get home. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. This is the, uh, Jesus helps us out. And he explains this parable very clearly. He gives us the meaning of the parable. Sometimes he just tells the parable and is like, okay, you know, you, you understand it. But here he says, therefore. So therefore means like everything I told you, here's what I mean. He says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. So therefore, keep watch. That's the main point of this parable. We need to understand that he's coming back and then what we should do. To make ourselves ready, to be sure that we're ready for his return. So let's look closely at these verses and try to understand how Jesus is telling us that we should be ready. So Jesus is describing a, a Jewish wedding at that time. And the bridegroom would come at night and they had long weddings, you know, lasting maybe, you know, several days, big celebrations. You know, and there's a big banquet. And then when the bridegroom is coming to the banquet, he's coming with his friends. And then the, the maids, the bridesmaids, they will go out and meet the bridegroom and with lamps and, and light so that he can welcome him into the wedding banquet so that he will, you know, have the lights. And so there's these ten bridesmaids. And they're, they're getting ready for the groom to come. The Bible often speaks of Jesus' return as a wedding because it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a happy time. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time that that, uh, all of his people who are his bride are going to be joined together for all eternity with the groom, Jesus Christ. It's also called a wedding and we are called the bride because a bride looks forward to her wedding and she's thinking about her groom i think uh some some people are going to get married you know soon in our church hopefully the bride is thinking about the wedding (laughs) and she's thinking about the groom it would be sad if she's like oh i don't want to think about the groom anymore Every time I think about him, it's just so stressful. Can we think talk about something else? Hopefully she's thinking about the groom. And hopefully she knows and she's getting ready for the wedding. Can you imagine? You have to like, hey, bride, what are you doing? Why aren't you here? Oh, there's a wedding today? It's my wedding? What? <laughs> that would be weird, right? The bride is always looking forward to the wedding. Thinking about the groom, one of the brothers uh, here, David, he has a picture of Jesus on his home screen, or the, on, on the, the home screen of his phone. And he, he said, you know, he showed it to me. I thought, oh, wow, that's really nice. So instead of like, you know, a girlfriend or, you know, something else, he has a, a picture of Jesus to remind him of, of uh, the groom. You know, that he's, actually, he didn't say, you know, he wasn't thinking about this, but he just wanted to remind himself of, of Jesus. And, um, you know, we should be like that. We should be thinking about the wedding. We should be looking forward to the wedding. Let's look at verses 2 through 6. Verses 2 through 6. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took, out their, took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! The bridegroom has arrived, or come out to meet him! So we can see that there are two two categories of people that Jesus describes. He describes the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. And how did you tell whether one are wise or some are foolish? You didn't give them an IQ test. You didn't measure their cranium. You could tell by what they did. The foolish virgins didn't take any extra oil with them. I think they, they had oil in their lamps, and it was, their lamps were lit, and it was draining down the oil, and they didn't take any extra oil in case the oil that was in their lamps ran out. So when the, their, after they, they all fell asleep, and after they woke up, oh no, they didn't have enough oil in their lamps. So they weren't ready. But the wise virgins, they took oil in their lamps and they took another jar of oil just to be sure that they had enough oil. And so they also fell asleep. But when the bridegroom came, they had extra oil and they could fill up their jars and they were ready. What we can see is why so we can see what they did. But it's helpful to think what type of person would look forward and prepare themselves in that way. And I believe that, that you know, it's probably because the, the wise virgins were, not only were they enjoying the, the time of being with their friends and getting prepared and, and being in the moment like, ooh, so fun, you know. We're dressing up. We got, we got our lamps. But they were also thinking and looking forward to what was going to happen, to the main event. Whereas I think the foolish virgins were just very excited to be there and to be part of the group, but they weren't looking forward to, uh, to what was going to happen. Not in the sense of like they weren't... Um, they wouldn't be happy to that it would that that would happen, but that they they weren't thinking ahead. They weren't imagining that moment, you know. Because if you really imagine that moment, you're going to see like I'm imagining the bridegroom is starting to come, and then I start to see you know them on the horizon, and then I'm going to get my oil ready, and I'm going to trim it, and then I'm going to run out, and then so they're. You know, think, thinking it through. And that's how we need to be. I, I don't know what it's going to be like when I meet Jesus face to face. But we should think, I should think, what can I say to him? Will I be a workman that needs not be ashamed like Paul said to Timothy, that I can say, like Paul said, um, you know, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've completed the course. Um, We need to imagine what that's going to be like. And then we will do the things now that are necessary so that we won't be ashamed when we when we come before Jesus so we need to be the wise the wise virgins we need to prepare ourselves when that day comes how will you be found have you given thought to it recently i hope that you know you will think about it more obviously it's important jesus told three parables in Matthew 25 about that day, about being ready for that day. Sometimes the best way to remind ourselves is even when, you know, somebody that we know passes away. It's a a good time. Even, you know, I mean, if people trust in the Lord we can be happy that they are with jesus but it's also a time for us to reflect on ourselves because we can we can see and we can hear see all the people that came to pay their respects to say you know that i really want to honor this person they meant so much to me they made such an impact on my life and we can look at at the at really what counts it's not going to be how much money you made Or how much money you have in the bank account, or you know how many vacations you took, or you know even what you finished off on your bucket list. It's not going to be those things, but it's going to be the the um, it'll be a time time for reflection. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter seven verse two through four. Ecclesiastes chapter seven verse two through four. I really like Ecclesiastes. It's a very interesting book. Chapter 7, verse 2 through 4. Here's King Solomon. He's, He's giving us some advice. And he's saying, It's better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of the morning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. I don't think we should say that, you know, we should always go around with a sad face because it's good for the heart. <laughs> that's not, I don't think that's uh, the point here. The point is that We should realize, oh yeah, death is the destiny of every man. And that after I die, I'm going to meet God. And the wise take it to heart. The wise take it to heart. You know, a few years ago, we had um, a brother and sister pass away, you know, in, in the same year. So I got to go to, you know, two funerals for people that that I knew and I cared about. And it really struck me. And that's, it made me think about, like, what Jesus is talking about in the parable of the ten virgins. And it made me think, am I doing the things now so that I won't regret it on my dying day? Or when Jesus comes back. Whichever comes first. I don't want to regret anything. I want to love people. I want to forgive people. I want to serve others. I want to obey the Holy Spirit. What he tells me to do. I don't want to play it safe. There's no sense. I I mean... I don't want to play it safe just to, you know, make sure that I have a nice retirement and, and uh, you know, like a, the American dream or whatever that is. I want to be obedient to God so that when I go to meet him, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I, don't want, to, I want to make my life count to bless as many people as possible. You know, that they will become stronger, become strong disciples. They will go, be able to go and make other disciples. So that's the point of uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7. I hope, I hope you'll remember the heart of the wise in, this, in the house of mourning. It doesn't mean to be sad, but it means that you think about the, you know, being ready to go to meet Jesus. Now is the time to buy oil. Okay? Now is the time to get yourself ready. Now is the time to do the things that you need to do so that you won't regret. Let's read chapter uh, verse 7 through 9. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps, The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. This is a difficult message. Because what Jesus is telling us here is that we cannot earn salvation for anyone. Especially for other people. We can only receive salvation as a free gift for ourselves. On that day, people will say, hey, you're a good person. You know, can you uh, help me? Sorry, I I can't help you. In any case, I'm not saved because I'm good. I'm saved because of my relationship with Jesus. But I can tell you what you need to do. You need to go and, and have a relationship with Jesus. Hopefully, it's not too late. For Jesus says there will be a time when it's too late. It's too late. This is a sad, a sad thing for it to be too late. Jesus said, the door will be shut. (laughs) The other other night we were at Care Group and Chi Peng and I, we were in the hallway and then the door to the, the Luke room was shut. And then we came to open it because everybody was in there and it was locked. And I thought about this verse. I thought the door was shut and I cannot get in. But somebody, we had the key and we could open it. Um, I, I can imagine that when Jesus spoke these words that he was serious and that his voice was full of love and of concern. He was telling people the door will be shut one day. Get yourselves ready now. In Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2. It says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. You see, what does it cost to buy the oil? What does it cost to buy the things that we need to be ready when Jesus comes? Actually, it's free, but you need to buy it now. You need to come and get it now. Jesus paid for you now. It doesn't mean it's inexpensive. It was very expensive. But it's paid for. And it's available to you now. Now is the time. Jesus says, here I am. I I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come in and sup with him have dinner with him, and he with me. He's knocking now. He's saying, hey, I want to know you now. I want to have a relationship with you now. I want to help you to live out the rest of your life here on earth, now, in a relationship with me. Because the time will come when the the door will be shut, and it will be too late And if you knock at the door, he will say, sorry, I don't know you. Now is the time. At that day, we will find out whether we have truly been living our lives wisely or foolishly. And it's very, um, you know, I, I thought about it. Many people look maybe at celebrities or in magazines or on TV and they wish, oh, I wish I lived like that. I wish I could live the life of this person. But unfortunately, Jesus says that on that day, Many who were first will be last. And many who were last will be first. And I believe that it means that many people who are like, Yeah, I'm living the life today, when Jesus comes, they will be like, No, give me some of your oil. Give me some of your oil. I don't want any of us to regret it on that day. So, if you, another way you can look at it is that if you are doing the right things today, don't regret that either. But be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. You have a relationship with, with God the Father, and no one can take it away from you. And you are going to receive your reward. Jesus says, Behold, I am coming soon. And I'm coming with my reward to give to each person according to what they have done. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Oh, I'm a Christian. You know, I can't do, I am so jealous about these other people. No, don't don't live that way. Instead, we ought to tell our friends and neighbors, hey, Jesus is coming soon. The bridegroom is coming soon. You ought to go buy oil now. Before the cry comes out at midnight. The bridegroom is coming. Come buy now. Like in Isaiah chapter 55, it says, Come buy and eat. Buy milk and wine and bread with no money and no cost. Now is the time. Now is the time to be concerned about this. This, if it's disturbing, it's because it's important. And, you know, Jesus, he told it to his disciples. And Matthew recorded it in his gospel because it was important. Christians ought to be thinking about Jesus' return. We ought to be looking forward to the city that we belong to. We all have temporary resident cards here on earth. We are not citizens. We're just we're wayfaring strangers. We're sojourners passing through. (laughs) Green cards. No, we don't have green cards. That means you're applying to be permanent resident. (laughs) We don't want to have green cards. Just, just a temporary worker permit. It's okay. Yeah. Temporary worker permit because our citizenship is in heaven. The city that we belong to is, is, is coming, is coming to, down to us. Okay, brothers, sisters? That's all I have to say to you. I'm just telling you the good news is that the door is not shut right now. It's open. And Jesus loves you so much. And he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to bless your life. He wants to use your life to bless other people. Don't be jealous over people that, that, you know, are wasting their lives, that are living foolishly. Be wise. Be wise. And know that you are not going to regret it. You're going to be so happy. And then don't be ashamed of telling other people to do the, to do the same. You know, there's a lot of conventional wisdom that we as Christians need to ignore because it is not according to the Word, and it's actually foolish. Okay, yeah, that's that's the the, the message today. You can read the the, the other two uh, parables in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents parable of the sheep and the goats good stuff Gee, again you know imagine jesus is is speaking this i believe that you know he's speaking it with love and concern and and maybe even tears in his eyes as he's pleading with us take it seriously i would i would be grossly negligent if or in this church, we would be grossly negligent if we did not tell you Jesus is coming soon and that each of us will have to give an account for our lives. That's what we have to do. We have to remind each other of, of these things. And definitely, throughout the, the New Testament, we can see that you know, Jesus' disciples, they looked forward to his coming. I think that's the, one of the marks of Christians at any time, whether it's 1000 A.D. or 1700 A.D. or today. We are, Christians are looking forward to his return. Okay, let's, let's close in prayer. Father God, Lord, we know that you are coming. You said so in your word. And we can see, Father, that That it won't be long, that is going to come is we know is going to come soon and very soon. Father God, help us to be ready, Lord. Help us to live live in such a way that we will have no regrets when you come back. Father, I pray if there is anyone here who doesn't have a relationship with you. If they're worried, worried about this news that Jesus is going to come back. Father, speak to them. Tell them that you love them. God loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Welcome him into your heart, into your life. You just say, Lord, I don't want to be the leader of my life any longer. I want you to be the leader of my life. And I thank you that you paid. You paid everything for me. And I accept what you've done. Help me to be ready so that when I go to meet you or when you come to meet me, then it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a wonderful celebration. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Your Holy Spirit is working right now. You're working in people's hearts. Just take some time and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to each of you. Lord, thank you that you are faithful. You are so faithful. Even when we are not faithful, Lord, you remain faithful. Thank you for always pursuing us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have not left us as orphans here. Father I pray Lord if anybody is going through struggles in their life that you will comfort them that you will strengthen them Lord help them to know that you are there with them Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that you will help each person to have a more real relationship with you, in that they will speak to you and listen to you on a daily basis. Every day, they will talk with the Father. Lord, protect over every family. That there will be no demonic oppression, that the the anointing will break every yoke. Lord, we know your Holy Spirit is not only here in the service, but is the carriers, it's on the carriers, each person. Wherever they go, Father God, your Holy Spirit goes, Lord. Set people free, Father God. Lord, change the atmosphere into the room, wherever they go. Lord, change the situation, Lord. Make a way where there is no way. Lord, fill them with boldness and with power, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we praise you, Father God. You are a good God. We love you, Lord. We want to express our appreciation for you for what you're doing in our lives your spiritual, the light that you shine on us, Father God so that we can have more understanding of your will Father God, the people that you bring into our lives the opportunities to serve you, Father thank you for all these things, Lord Father, I pray that you bless each and every person, Lord in Jesus' name, Amen Amen uh, if you Thank you If you would, would like to Come forward for prayer If you have some, uh, Something you would like God to Break through for you Or if you want to have a relationship With God You can please, please come forward to the front It's not going to be from me I will pray and lay hands on you But it's going to be come, come from God your salvation. So uh, if you would like prayer, you're welcome to come forward. If not, God bless you. See you later.